Welcome to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 29 Forecast with me Gav and you Scott. How are you? Well, and you? I am doing okay. Thank mm. you. For how's how's your house? Fine. That's the elephant in the room, isn't it? So we didn't uh, record a podcast last week. We had a bit of the old flooding in southeast Queensland. Um, I'm sure if you've watched the news, it's probably just all about the Ukraine, which is for good reason. But we had a bit of the wet stuff here. Um, my house is fine, thanks. Dug a little trench out the back to channel the water. Made me feel like a man for about an hour. Awesome. Uh, you? You okay? My house is an absolute bomb site, not because of the flooding, but because I've got a couple of refugees in there. Not from the Ukraine, but from the flooding. Oh, that's a start. Yeah. Um, luckily, we're drying out a bit. Uh, shout out to our, our pals in Sydney who are probably still copping it a bit, I think, with some flooding. Yeah. Um, but North, yes. Northern Northern rivers, I think they call that region. Yeah. But uh, we're okay and we're back. Uh, so Game Week 29 forecast is what we're going to get to today. Uh, as we record this, which is Thursday evening Brisbane time, obviously the current Game Week hasn't quite finished. So um, Games tomorrow morning for us, five 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's going to be one to wake up for. Three to wake up for. Four to wake up for. I just hope I wake up. Um, just so to get out of bed each morning. <laughs> in, in a moment, we'll very briefly just skim over how that game week is going for us so far. Uh, we won't bother with a watch list this week, I'd say, um, because you just never know. Too many moving parts. And then we'll get straight into um, what's happening in game week 29, what our plans are for game week 29, and we'll finish up with everybody's favourite, the mailbag. If you'd like to send questions into the mailbag yourself, uh, Twitter's the best place for that. Uh, we are at Bench Boost Boys. Um, you'll also find on there our mini league code. If you haven't joined the Bench Boost Boys League yet, it, the code is Q8ZM2S, but the code is in our bio on there, so feel free to jump on there. Are you uh, ready to rock, Scott? I am, despite the fact that it has quite clearly been a long day. Tell me about it. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bench boss boys. Okay, so as we've already discussed, this game week, as we record, isn't quite finished. But how has it gone for you so far? What did you do for it? Uh, so I actually played my wild card this week. So I've got a not an entirely new team. I kept quite a few players. Um, notable cuts were players like Cancelo. Um, I think a well timed cut in that sense. Um, KDB. I also cut. Bit, bit disappointed with myself there. I, I don't blame you for doing it, though. Um, I just needed to move some funds around. I moved some funds into the front line there, and I ended up bringing in Harry Kane. He scored 13 points anyway, so it was a, almost a straight swap for KDB and Kane, um, and, and Kane did really well. So, um, so far, the game week average is 47, and I'm sitting on 63 points, but I have a, I have eight more players to play, including my captain, and I captained Philip Coutinho. I've heard of him. Yep, that, that's pretty tasty. He, so far, has amassed me 26 points, so he He's also scored 13 points. Um, so I, I really absolutely did nail, me, nail my captaincy choice. Players still to play. I've still got another game out of Foster. Uh, I've still got another game from Rudiger. Sace, uh, Mount, Coutinho, as mentioned, as my captain. Rafinha, Breuer, and Watkins. So in terms of um, mistakes made, I've got three of them sitting on my bench. Martinelli with seven points. Trent Alexander-Alexander. Alexander-Arnold, I benched him. He's scored 12 points. Mm. And uh, Amadi for Leicester, he scored six points. So Ben White for uh, Arsenal's played his full game and he got one point. So uh, obviously Arsenal, you know, conceded two against Watford. They still won the game 3-2, but it's it's 
it's upsetting for me to see Alexander Arnold's points sitting on the bench there um, and not not getting those for White. So missed out on about eleven points there. Uh, Sice um, still has a chance to score more than six points, so maybe he would be better than Amadi. Um, but that's how I'm doing so far. Eight more players left to go tomorrow morning. How are you going? Right. So for me. I had made two transfers in the lead up to this game week, so I took a minus four. Um, I also dumped De Bruyne, sad, uh, and Antonio, which not sad about. Uh, I brought in uh, Son and uh, Adams up front for Southampton. Hoping that's, that's two savings. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? So Adams uh, is cheaper than Antonio, and Son is cheaper than KDB. So you've got some money in the bank now. Certainly do. Nice. Yeah. So those are the transfers I made. But as far as how it's gone, um, Captain Pick was a bit of a, a wrong and Salah? I went Salah. That's a safe captaincy, usually. Yeah. Um, obviously, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Wish I'd gone for someone like Saka or Reese James. Reese James, 18 points. He's got another game to go against Norwich, but I don't think he'll be playing. No, apparently he's he's done his other hamstring. Yeah. Oh, what the odds, eh? Don't say 50-50. Um, so yeah, he's unlikely to play the second game. I only got two from Cancelo, who's now got a yellow flag. I did play Trent, because I'm not stupid. Um, Co- Cody only got me one point in his first game, but he's got Watford next. And ironically, I've got Foster and Goal as well, so they're playing against each other there. Um, so- I've got Sai, so we're in the same position there. Yeah. Uh, Son picked up seven. That was okay. As I say, Saka got 12, which is great. Adams, only two, but he's got Newcastle at home next. Dennis, two, but it's got Wolves away. Not too upset about my bench, Sanchez for Brighton won. Juan got two. He has an extra game, but obviously no opportunity now for an auto sub. Bowen got one and Johnson of West Ham got two. So given that I didn't play a chip, um, I'm set on 66 points. Obviously, when we're talking about net points, I will lose four. Um, but as we uh, as we sit right now, my overall rank, 96,000. So I'm, I've j- I'm just under there. Nice. Uh, I shouldn't imagine I'll stay there just because the amount of people who would would have played wild cards or free hits for this game week but can't you know can't grumble too much it's that's going okay so we'll I've got what one two three four five six but it's really five because of Reese James so I think I've got five left to play and yeah no captain sadly so you might make some good ground on me this week well I'm hoping that I just at least go into the top 200k Mm -hmm. um you know I'm sitting at 243k at the moment so um, with eight players left to play, including my captain, I think I've got a good chance of that, unless it's just a general low-scoring round or remainder of the round for the for everyone else as well. But this has been a pretty high-scoring round so far, some huge scores from, from some big players. Like, yeah. obviously, Kane scoring 13 points. Son scored in that game as well, so he did quite well. Um, you know, I think KDB, a lot of people don't have him, but a lot of people will have him on their watch list at the moment now. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so, yeah, we'll uh, obviously see how the rest of that game week goes. But we'll take a quick break now. I'll tell you what, we'll jump straight into the game week 29 fixtures. Bench boss, boys. Okay, fixtures. Uh, another pretty stacked game week 29, starting for us here in Australia uh, on Saturday evening and uh, wrapping up the following Friday. It's like a full week of football, nearly. Yeah, and 
couple of games spread throughout the, the game week too, which is good because this week there's been a bit of a gap, a lull between the fixtures. These Ch- last two days, I'm getting an itchy arm just thinking about it. <laughs> I need my football. Um, so the, the game week kicks off with Brighton against Liverpool. Uh, Li- Liverpool losing in Europe. First time they've lost at home in some time. 2018 or something, I think. Um, Was it 1-0? Uh, yeah, but they, they still they went, progress. They went through, yeah. but Inter Milan did score. Um, I don't know. Some people are saying that Liverpool were a little underwhelming. Uh, who knows why? Maybe, maybe that's just a wake up call for them. Um, so maybe Brighton are about to get smashed at home. No, I reckon they will be. Um, that's my guess anyway for this particular fixture. I know it's at Brighton. Um, I think you know Brighton haven't been particularly um, good of late for me, and I think you know we've got a good question coming up from FPL teacher. Um, I had to ask. I had to get him to clarify what he was actually asking because I I had never heard the expression used in that way before. Okay. Um, but whether or not a team like Brighton, who certainly aren't going to be getting relegated, but certainly aren't going to be getting, uh, you know, any European football next season, they're kind of playing for nothing. They're kind of playing for nothing. Yeah. Um, which which means that you know, uh, Grand Potter's got a couple of things he can do. He can just ride the rest of the season out, protect his, his good players, or maybe try some different things, or maybe just genuinely try to give the fans a good good showing. So it's really hard to know what's actually going to happen here, but Liverpool still have something to play for. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brighton's second game later in the game week is against Spurs, and Liverpool's second game is against Arsenal. Yeah, so it's uh, another wait. another double game week we should actually mention. Yeah, there's plenty of fixtures here. Uh, I'm just thinking in terms of captain's picks, as you said earlier, Salah is usually a safe one. He's got two away games. He doesn't, doesn't usually matter for Salah, does it, where he plays? No, um, but he generally does step up against a team like Arsenal, mm-hmm. uh, and a team like Brighton is not a team that's going to worry Salah too much. So, yeah, I think that's a good shout, good captaincy shout. Um, you know, another player in the Liverpool lineup that's been playing quite well recently is Sadio Mane. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's scored quite a few goals in the last few games. So I feel as the as to as we get towards the end of the season, those trying to get an advantage in their mini leagues. Mini leagues. Which is what I did at the end of last season. Yeah. They might it's a bold one, but if you're trying to get get an edge on people around you, a switch out from Salah to Mane is not a bad shout at all. We've talked about this in other um, episodes of the podcast where Mane's been a good pick the whole season, but you typically wouldn't chuck that much money into two Liverpool midfielders, so he often just loses out to Salah, but uh, definitely something to think about. Just in his his last, uh, you know, three games, he's amassed a total of thirty five points Jeez. across those three games. So yeah, I know, like you said, it's it's going to be tough to get both Salah and Mane in, so you've got to make a decision. But yeah, salient point: those that are chasing players in their their mini leagues, it's always a good shout. Something to note, though, obviously Liverpool don't have a fixture in game week 30. So if you're thinking about mm-hmm. bringing Mane in this week um, for that double um, or you know, bringing back Salah, um, something to think about. Game week 30, they have a blank. Yeah. Next game, Brentford at home to Burnley. It's a bit of a yawn game of the week, that one. Unless you're an Ivan Tony fan, which I am. Hat-trick in his last game. A couple of penalties, though, was there? Doesn't matter. People talk about how attractive players are and then they add the fact that they have penalties. Um, you know, Bruno Fernandes is a big one. Last season, his his points total would have been nothing if not for his penalties. So, well, if it's good enough for Lewandowski, it's good enough for uh, your man Tony. Exactly. I think Ivan Tony is uh, certainly on a lot of people's radars right now. A lot, of, a few people brought in players like uh, Weghorst and Bruyne. And- Bru- well, Bruyne is not even. Doesn't play for either of these two teams. No, I'm just saying football players' names. Oh, right. Sorry, mind not doing it. Weghorst, right. Ben Mee, uh, Tarkovsky, um, Pope. 
because of last week's um, double-double for um, oh, Burnley, yeah. and it's yeah, another yeah. double-double this week. Uh, so obviously, is it a double-double? No, it's not for them. It was We're currently they, in their second double-double. Burnley have had enough football, mate. But because of their second double-double, um, a lot of people have Burnley assets in this game. So potentially, defensively, this might still be a good game for Burnley. But in saying that, Tony is coming off the back of a hat-trick. That's right. So, uh, yes, I on form alone... I guess it's Tony over Vicost. Um Manchester United against Tottenham. That's a big game. Man United's form has been shaky as hell. I feel like the and players... Spurs just came out of a brilliant 5-0 win. It's so funny listening to Conte as well. One minute he's just doom and gloom. The club should just sack me. And then he's like, oh, he might, these guys might actually be quite good at football. Yeah. It's very bizarre. It's it's. I mean, it's awesome as a Kane, a now Kane owner, to see him hitting his form, yeah. watching that first goal go in for Son. Him. And I know you have him. I was sitting there going, oh, fuck's sake, this is just going to be me <laughs> copying it on, on the WhatsApp chat again. And then obviously you weren't awake for that game and I was watching and as soon as Kane scored, I thought, do I wake Gavin up with a cheeky text? <laughs> um, but honestly, from, from, from an FPL perspective, I think Man United are – they're done for me for the, for the rest of the season. I think if I was ever thinking of bringing in a player from that team again, it'd be maybe Dalit yeah. uh, or Dallo, um, or maybe De Gea. But yeah. I, I, I'm I'm I've used my wild card and I've I've bought in the keeper I want. And that's Ramsdale. So I don't think I'm going to do any of those moves. Um, so Man United, I think, are done for me. But Spurs, you know, they're kicking on. They're kicking on. Reguilón was a player I took out of my my team on the wild card, and he got himself a goal, but he only played 45 minutes. So. Mm. Uh, again, I still feel quite vindicated in taking him out, knowing he didn't start that match. But seeing him come on to score was a little bit frustrating. Um, Kulis- uh, was it Ben that made the comment about Kulisevsky? Yeah, on loan from Juventus, uh, very good player, great player. He's he is in all the right positions. He's quite often the link player for those for those um, through balls between Son and Kane, and um, between Son and Kane. So, you know, uh, he's going to be getting on the end of a few of those balls himself, I think, and and probably providing quite a lot of assists. He's too. a good attacking midfielder. He can play central yeah, or on the wing. Um, and he's a, a lot cheaper than Son too. So Well, and also Spurs, Spurs uh, you know, as we mentioned when we were talking about Brighton, they've got Brighton in their second game. So maybe a good shout for a Son or a Kane captain pick. Should we just talk about those games now? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kane, again, just came off the back of two goals. So... Not a bad shout. Brighton, again, um, we talked about the fact that they haven't really got anything to play for. So, But then they've also got two tough games this week. Uh, yeah, Liverpool so, and Spurs, even though they're at home in both. can imagine that they're going to be doing a lot of running, those Brighton players. So potentially for the Spurs players, yeah, they're going to be doing a lot of running in that first game against Man United, but this could also be you know, a good fixture. For a player like Harry Kane, who's obviously capable of playing a lot of games in a short period of time, he does that with England. Would you consider putting the armband on Kane for this game week? If Salah didn't have a double, I would, yeah. So you're still favouring Salah with uh, Brighton and Arsenal? Yeah, because Salah's showed such consistency over the course of the entire season. A bit more proven. And and Kane's only just coming into a a good run of form now and and Tottenham are capable of still crumbling occasionally. So there's an element at risk there. Yeah, and despite the fact that Man United was once a tough game and I no longer consider them to be as tough as Arsenal because Arsenal are actually flying right now. Certainly on form, yeah. Salah's the kind of player that will tear a team like Arsenal apart, Mm. Um, whereas Kane... Um, Kane could do the same thing against Man United, but again, he's relying on a lot of players around him that haven't really had the best form all season. So, yeah, fair point. Um, okay, 
back up to Chelsea, Newcastle. Yeah, so Chelsea, Newcastle. I mean, Chelsea got to be the heavy favourites for that. Obviously, a loss having Reese James out again. <laughs> Poor guy gets about one game every. Well, when he turns up, he does all right though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, what was it? Eighteen points. Yeah, I hated seeing that because in my mind, I thought to myself between Rudiger and James who do I want I couldn't get them both in because Chelsea doesn't have another fixture in game week 30 that's another one of the teams you got to keep an eye on and so I thought I can only bring in one of them I bought in Mason Mount as well didn't want to double up on Chelsea defence so I bought in Rudiger and it was hard to watch that game seeing James mm. score so many points but the reason I chose Rudiger over James was because I didn't think James would play both games not because I thought he'd get injured I couldn't have predicted that obviously yeah. but because I just thought They'll have a lot of games in a short period of time, given that, uh, you know, Chelsea are also playing in, uh, is it Europa? Some Sunday League Cup, I don't know. Maybe, something like that. Point is, I just thought James will get a rest. A lot of people did favour Rüdiger for this game week over... And he hasn't blanked, he got six points. He just blanked compared to James. Yeah, and now James isn't playing. Uh, Obviously, still heavily favour Chelsea over Newcastle. I think Newcastle is still without Trippier. Still without Trippier, but they've they've got a f- few players that are just now coming into the good form. Shah, mm. Fabian Shah. I looked at bringing him in on the wild card, and then I thought, mm, nah, nah, nah. I don't really think they've got the best team defensively. And then Shah went off and scored a you know a goal. <laughs> so a couple of weeks back, suddenly uh, Zayek was the the go to striker. They've chucked him up front, and then he went off a boil again. And then in this past game week, Zayic again on the on the score sheet. Pulisic still doing his come off the bench to score. Oh, you're talking about Chelsea. I thought because we were on the topic of Newcastle. Yeah, I was frustrated that Mason Mount, who's always a favourite within that team, um, didn't really do anything. But we, we talked about. Well, I think the last podcast we actually managed to do <laughs> pre-flood, pre-figuring to press record. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Was um, we both talked about Zayach on our watch list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason he's not he wasn't in my team is because he's a bit more expensive than Mason Mount. Right, got it. But he's, I mean, frankly, he's being favoured up front to mm. the likes of Lukaku and Werner. Um, uh, so his habits, though. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Um, players to consider, anyway. Uh, obviously, worth noting that Newcastle are in the last game of the game week as well against Everton away. Um Everton are in a bit of, uh, I don't want to use the term free fall because Lampard's only just got there. As he uh, let us all know, put our minds at rest, he apparently didn't turn up with the magic wand. Um, Good to know. Didn't know he's a children's entertainer. Zayach didn't play against Burnley. Do you know what? Do you know what I think I've done there? You were talking about the two games before that. Yeah, and I think I've somehow got myself mixed up between Havertz and Zayach. Havertz got on the score sheet this game week just gone. Yeah, he did. And then... Pulisic came off the bench. Yeah, I, that's me. Um, I'm way too tired to be recording a podcast, aren't I? I'm frazzled and I've mixed up Zayic so, and so, Yeah, Zayic got two goals, um, yeah, 14 points. Yeah. Um, that easy mistake to make. No, well, you know, it was a they mistake. They all look the same. <laughs> they all wear the same uniform. Whitey. Um, they all look like Matt Damon. Um, Everton Wolves, yeah, I actually think that I don't mind that you said that Everton and Freefall, they're, they're absolutely the butt of every single joke right now on Twitter. And Genuinely, they've got the, these t- These are two big games for Everton. Wolves, and they're playing Wolves at home, and then they're playing Newcastle at home. They could genuinely lose both of these. And if they do, I think they're going down. Well, there's a good chance, but... It's tight at the bottom. FPL teacher's question does centre actually around Wolves, and that is, okay, okay. again, they're in the same position. They're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get any any European spots. They've got nothing to play for, whereas Everton 
do now have something to play for. But one thing I noticed, and I don't know if it was related to fitness, but Huang was chosen ahead of uh, Jimenez um, in the last game, and I don't know, yeah, if he's just if it's because maybe Huang had scored in the week before. Possibly, but we should probably do more research before we come and start trying to do a podcast. Tell me how to live my podcast. (laughs) It could also be that, you know, maybe Jimenez is just fatigued. Um, Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I I thought that was interesting. Um, Yeah, Everton. I mean, I wouldn't back any of their assets right now. Wolves. I've had kind of Cody at the back for most of the season. Um, You're looking at what you've got Romain Sice. Have you got? I did bring in Romain Sice. I did definitely want a Wolves defender um, because I'd talked about it for so long and I didn't realise that after I'd talked about it for so long, their defence started to decline quite a bit and now they've been shipping goals left, right and centre. But I'm still thinking about when I mentioned all those times weeks ago that I wanted to get an Wolves defender hey, and now d- here I am. Dude, I do that. Remember, I, sp- I think I spent the first third of the season still re- referring to Ars- Arsenal as if they were in their form from last season mm. and then having to remind myself... No, they're actually they're quietly actually going about their business. Well. Yeah. yeah, they're looking to sew up like third place. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I don't think I've got much more to add to those two fixtures. I feel very pessimistic about Everton. Wolves, as you say, maybe the defence. I've got no Everton players. We both have Who Wolves defence, so yeah. I think we'll both be looking for a, um, a clean sheet. Here's the proverbial six-pointer. Leeds versus Norwich. Because your team's also at risk of relegation at this point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Norwich, I feel like they're probably done. That said, they've only got one win less than Leeds. This is a must-win game for Leeds. Well, for both teams, in fairness. I say for Leeds because I'm a Leeds fan, but for both teams. Well, that's the definition of a six-pointer, isn't it? Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, Also, the only games for those teams in this game week. Um, Got any players? I've I've got Rafinha. If you are thinking about wildcarding this week, which word on the street is that you are, would you think about getting in a player like Rafinha? Yeah, that's probably where I would I would go, to be honest. If I was going to put some stock in a Leeds player right now, it would be Rafinha. Um, Not that, Tyler <laughs> He's out for the season. But that said, apparently Bamford will be back for this game. Uh, well, actually, Bamford should be back for tomorrow morning's game against Villa. Okay, cool. That'll um, be interesting to watch he, then. He was on the bench uh, for the for the other game. Obviously, it'll be his first game under Jesse Marsh. Slightly different system. Um, not miles apart but it is slightly different um yeah we've badly missed Bamford this season yeah you have um but Rafinha is uh, definitely my back I mean if you know it'd be nice if it happened but if um Bamford was to pop up in that Villa game and grab a couple of goals or something it'd be pretty tempting to bring him in again because he's not going to be too expensive I don't think Southampton are uh, hosting Watford in the next game mm. I think um, a lot of players, um, a lot of FPL managers, sorry, I should say, are looking at players from Southampton at the moment as being pretty viable assets. James Ward-Prowse is a name that's being thrown around quite a lot lately. We know what he can do from set pieces. We know last season my brother loved him. Yep. Um, we made fun of him for that, but we we talked about it last season. He just does. He he quietly just gets enough points to make, make it so that he is actually, um, you know, in terms of the cost benefit ratio he's actually a pretty good player to own I feel like he's only now really coming into his peak as well as a player like he's he could legitimately play for a better team than Southampton oh absolutely yeah he's, I mean he's he's, he's one of the best set piece takers in the entire Premier League yeah um, and that includes the top six clubs so that's fair um, Breuer is a player that a lot of people are talking about you brought in Shea Adams he's been in pretty hot form I lately I did uh, you know I'm obviously fingers crossed that you get some Goals in that last game week 28 fixture. Um, but yes, he he's in decent form. Um, only got two points in the last game. Uh, and I've also got Dennis. 
I'm still in my team. Got Dennis. Do I have Dennis? I had Dennis. A lot of people had him. Uh, and then he sort of went off the boil. And then it was more that the, the team went off the boil. I don't have Dennis anymore. You don't have him anymore? Had Dennis for a while. Didn't hate having him because he was good to me for a while. But then he started breaking my heart after that. That time, do you remember that one time when we all captained him oh, and then uh, he got a red card? <laughs> I tried to forget those things, like Son last season. Um, oh, Foster. Yeah, we've both got we've both got Foster in goal. But I think this particular game week is a double for Arsenal. I've got Ramsdale as my backup keeper, so Foster will be on the bench for this one for me. Yeah, and it is you know if I do, and we'll talk about this in a in a bit. But if I do go the wild card away, um, yeah, I, I've got some I've got some thinking to do there. Um, whether I maintain Foster or do try and take advantage of some of the, the upcoming fixtures, we'll see. But otherwise, don't have too much uh, at stake for Southampton Watford. Uh, and obviously, they've just got the one game for game week 30. Then the next one, West Ham at home to Aston Villa. Again, only game that those two teams are playing this game week. Uh, Villa have been playing pretty um, lively football under Stevie G. Mm. Uh, West Ham plugging along. Plugging along, but um, obviously the players that stand out for, for West Ham at the start of the season it was Antonio, then it was Jared Bowen, and Jared Bowen's still... Bowen's got a yellow flag on him. Yeah. I, I took Jared Bowen out of my team on the wild card, um, and, and that was mainly around the fact that West Ham do not have a fixture in game week 30. Um, or do they? No, I'm pretty sure they don't. But I, I took him out thinking, okay, I need to... Oh, they do actually have a game against Spurs. Oh, maybe I was thinking I would bring him back in for uh, Mason Mount. That's what I was thinking. Well, when, when we get to the end of these fixtures, we'll have a real quick rundown on Game Week 30 because people definitely need to consider that. There are only four games in there. Um, it's barely worth doing a podcast about. <laughs> it'll be like two minutes long. Um, yeah, so Bowen has obviously been the big one. Antonio's kind of been off the ball for a while. There are a few little outlier players that have done well for West Ham, but even though I think they've had a really good season and I've enjoyed watching this season, going by kind of form and football at the moment, I'd almost favour Villa, but this has probably got one all written all over it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think yeah, I think it's probably a one all or a one nil to West Ham. I think um, you've still got C- Coutinho. I think Coutinho might be a mainstay in my team for the rest of the season, and if he stays at Villa next season, which he probably will. Well, apparently, Stevie G has asked the club to pursue making it a permanent deal now. Yeah, so I think there's a clause for it. Well, I mean, truthfully, like a player like Coutinho. He he's going to stand out there. Barcelona's not really the... I mean, he proved the doubters immediately, didn't he? There were a lot of people that thought, oh, he's a bit older. He didn't do well in Spain for Barcelona. He's not going to come back the same player. Well, I'd argue that he kind of has. Yeah, like... and I think he suits the Premier League quite well. Yeah, I, I mean, he seems to suit whatever Stephen Gerrard's doing over at Villa because he's he's doing some great... Um, a good attacking play. Well, he's doing some, some great work on the ball... For players like uh, Ramsey mm. uh, and and players like Watkins, so you know, I think a lot of people we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Actually, Watkins his runs off the ball were creating a lot of space for players like Coutinho as well. But Coutinho just seems to every single time he gets the ball, he looks up and he just looks for that pass. So dangerous. Um, and you know he's he's scored a few goals lately, but he is actually phenomenal at the assisting, and and I think it's giving me more confidence as a Watkins owner. Well, imagine as well, like what I'd say, particularly for Watkins and Ramsey, having someone like Coutinho in the team and in training 
is going to rub off on them so well. Yeah, and like, da- Danny Ings was back for... Um, he got the score sheet, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was back for Villa as well. And you can see straight away that, you know, he, he's going to melt. He's going to mesh quite well with um, Coutinho as well. Um, would they have ever played together? Ings and... Coutinho. Oh, maybe. Was Ings ever at, ever at Liverpool? Yeah. Not for very long, but yeah. So they might have played in the same team. I'll look that up. We will. I'm not going to look it up now. A little bit of a factoid. Um, so next game is Arsenal against Leicester. Leicester have got the one game this game, but obviously Arsenal are playing Liverpool in their second game. Um, very close to because Arsenal's playing on Monday morning, 2.30, and then Thursday morning, 6 o'clock. Oh, that's pretty close, isn't it? Very quick turnaround time for games. You, so I would imagine then that some of those players are, are not going to play both games. I'm thinking... Those those fringe players like... Neil Smith-Rowe. Neil Smith-Rowe's, your Odegaard's. Saka, your potentially. Martinelli's. Because some people are going to need to be rested as well. Well, those four players we just, we've just we just named, ESR, Odegaard, Martinelli and Saka... All interchangeable, um, Very interchangeable. Um, you know, Saka plays on the right, Martinelli plays on the left, but... Um, so that could potentially be a bit of a an issue, or at very least a consideration for people who are thinking about who to play for this game week. I mean, the, the positive about those four players is that, is that they're all very young, so they've got legs. Yeah, two of them. Um, <laughs> Leicester. I mean, they're they're back in the goals. Uh, garbage, garbage team. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I think there's still uh, there's still some damage to be done there um, against other teams, not themselves. Uh, Madison got a goal against was Leeds. It, wasn't it Harvey Barnes? They're the same player to me, remember. Um, <laughs> They're both Matt Harvey Damon. Madison. Madison Barnes. Um, so, can't write them off. Really can't write them off. I'd still take Arsenal based on form and season position. You know who's actually been quite good, and I don't know how great it will be in FPL terms, but Lacazette, um, mm. it's, his role's kind of switched. He's now become this non-goal scoring, assisting he did, striker. He, he got two assists in the last game hmm. uh, against Watford. Uh, my concern with Lacazette is that he doesn't consistently play 90 minutes. He tends to play quite a lot of minutes. Um, the last time he played 90 minutes was in game week 26 against Wolves. Um, and before that, it was game week 23. So he's not playing a full 90 minutes. He does get quite regularly subbed off for Nketiah. Um, but just in terms of his actual points across the last four game weeks, he has scored 23 points, which is an average of, you know, five point what, 5.15 per game or something like when that. When I've looked at informed strikers... Um, and people who've got a double for this game week, he's right at the top of the list. And it's not like to the point where if I I was thinking about, you know, oh, maybe I could just make one transfer and dump, I don't know, whoever, Dennis, and then bring in Lacazette. And I'm, I'm in an R and, you know, we'll talk a bit later about exactly what I might do. Um, but I thought he was a legitimate option. No, like I said, he's, he's, he's scored five points per game since game week 24 and he scored eight points last game but he hasn't scored since game week 19 but he has got in the last four games five assists so that's very good very good okay uh crystal palace against manchester city um man city i mean what do you say they will be without cancello perhaps probably actually very likely they are but They've got plenty of options. Carl Walker. Um, um, Nathan Ake? Does he play in left back? Mm, he can, but he's more of a centre-back. Yeah, well, Carl Walker's enough. Um, 
Zinchenko? Uh, right, right, right back. Yeah, Carl uh, Walker can play left as well. But Cancelo's a right. Is he a left back? Right back. Left back. Every back. They're football players and they're very versatile as, as yeah, are modern professionals. Yeah. Zinchenko, oh, it'd be good to see him out on the football field, standing ovations all around. Yeah, could be could be likely. Um, Crystal Palace, they've done okay. I would sort of, I think, admonished a couple of our pals about some selections they've made from there. But, you know, watching the highlights at the weekend, Mateta got a great goal. Um, don't know if it's enough to roll the dice on picking for your team against Man City. Zaha's been in some pretty damn good form. Yeah, that was late. a good assist and for Mateta. It's 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 one of those um, one of those awkward things where once again Zaha's going to become a topic of conversation because he'll just tick off. He's about to hit over a hundred points for uh, Crystal Palace this season again. We've both fallen for the Zaha trap a couple of times in the last couple of seasons, yeah, but this season I've lying. this season I've managed to avoid it. Um, I don't think I've had him once this season. No, neither have I. And and for for qu- quite good reason. I think there was probably a couple of game weeks where we could have easily talked about him. He scored a goal against Tottenham early on in in, in the season, and there were a couple of games where he got back to back eight points. Um, but but two games ago he got fifteen points, and that worries me because I you know I was wild cutting. I knew I was wild cutting, and then he scored eight points this week. So I'm sitting there going, do I regret not bringing mm, him in? But it's tricky. I do think there are better options out there. But Zaha has always always somewhere in my mind when I'm thinking about FPL. And Conor Gallagher too. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. it's just, this is, this it's at home, but it's obviously it's a tough fixture. Is is Gallagher going to stay at Crystal Palace next season? How long is his loan deal? It's just a one season loan and there's no clause in there to buy. So as it stands, um, he would be going back to Chelsea at the end of the season, just like Broyer at Southampton. And uh, Gilmore? Yep, from Norwich. Same, same situation. They've just one season long loans. Hmm, that's... Pretty good team. I mean, Gilmore's... Are any of those players going to get in the Chelsea team next year, though? No. 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 I mean, they... Gilmore's playing in the same or a similar position as Kante, and, and he's not going to get displaced anytime soon. None of those guys are getting in the um, Chelsea team, unfortunately. I don't think they'll get any minutes. I mean, Gallagher might get a few minutes off the bench. I mean, like, arguably, Gallagher's probably a little bit more reliable than a player like Pulisic. Yeah, but I mean, even Pulisic is only playing... 20 minutes off the bench. And that's what I mean. He's more reliable. I would say out of those three players that are out on loan from Chelsea, um, Gallagher's the most likely to get any minutes. But even then, I would still say they should go out on loan somewhere else. But a, but a player like Timo Werner isn't really competing with a player like Breuer at the moment. So arguably... Oh, God. Arguably, there's a there's an option to say, hey, let's cash out on Timo Werner or maybe send him out on loan. Not to mention the fact that by the start of next season, they might have new owners anyway who... <laughs> could have their own plans. And there's a solid chance that those owners will be American. I've heard this. Yeah, I've heard this. We shall see. I don't know why I said that. I don't know what that's going to change about a player like... Pulisic, maybe? Gallagher playing. Um, they're like, oh, is he from Oasis? Um, sorry, that was a really bad impression. Uh, all right, well, we've kind of talked about the last lot of games. Uh, Brighton against Spurs. Um, Spurs heavy favourites in that for me. Arsenal-Liverpool is going to be a cracker of a game. Maybe the game of the game week? I will wake up to watch that and I I will probably be disappointed. The two games I'd say I'm probably most looking forward to from a neutral perspective this game week would be Man United at home to Spurs and Arsenal at home to Liverpool. Um, and obviously I'll be watching Leeds against Norwich. Um, <laughs> as a neutral. Yeah. Not, a neutral. <laughs> Not as a neutral. And the last game of the game week we've already discussed is Everton against Newcastle, which could be the death knell for Everton. Not literally, but figuratively and spiritually. Oh, that was a really lengthy section. Let's just move on. That's what she said. Take a break. Ah! 
Bench Boost Boys. Bench Boost Boys, indeed. So, plans for game week 29. And we can't forget that, and any uh, smart manager should be thinking this way, we've got a strange game week 30 straight afterwards, which has only four fixtures. Wolves, Leeds, Villa, Arsenal, Leicester, Brentford, Spurs, West Ham. With that in mind, Scott, what you thinking? Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. Okay, well then we may as well just jump straight ahead and go, well, what are you doing with those two transfers in game week 30? Yeah, so in game week 30, if I didn't do any transfers, uh, I would be fielding a team of nine players. So in an ideal world, by rolling, I'll be able to field a team of 10 um, that means I have to be quite careful about picking players that I know will, will be certain starters for their team. Um, and at the moment, I think um, the, the three players that are sitting in my starting lineup that will not be featuring next uh, next uh, in Game Week 30 are Breuer, Mount, Rudiger, and I've got Trent and Salah. So I've got five players that won't be featuring, which means if I roll two, I've got to think of two of those players. So who do I want to keep long-term? I want to keep Salah long-term. I want to keep Trent long-term. I think I do want to keep Breuer long-term. So I think I'm going to transfer out Mason Mount and Rudiger. I think I'm going to bring um, Jared Bowen back if he's if he's fit for West Ham again. So I'll replace Mount for him. Mm. Um, and in terms of what I'm going to do um, in terms of a replacement for Rudiger, I'm actually not 100% sure. If I've got the money, maybe I'll try and bring in potentially another, uh, another Liverpool. Actually, no, they're not playing. Uh, you know what? I don't know. That's the long and short of it. So, maybe Luca Dean. So, okay then. So let me take that one step further. If you so in an ideal world, you'll be in a position where you've got ten players to field. Eleven. Eleven players to field in game week thirty, which is the huge blank game week. How do you feel about where that leaves you for game week thirty one, which is currently scheduled to be, I think, a regular game week? It's gonna leave me with with players like Harry Kane, uh Breuer, Salah, Rafinha, Martinelli. Coutinho, so no uh, big shakes. Ben White, no, no, nothing that I should be too worried about. Um, and eventually, you know, um, having this kind of these kind of players, a lot of them are exciting players. A lot of them are, you know, players that I I, I do see myself keeping long term. Yeah, um, puts me in a good position to maybe just pick a pick a random bench boost week one week. Cool, uh, or maybe build towards one of the later um, double game weeks. But in terms of what I'm doing this week. Uh, rolling the transfer, I'm going to be playing a 3-5-2 with the armband on Salah. I will have Harry Kane, Salah, Martinelli, White, Alexander-Arnold and Ramsdale all doubling. Nice. So you feel confident that for from game week 30, where you're likely to roll a tra- uh, 29, sorry, where you're going to roll a transfer into a couple of moves for game week 30 to field 11 players in the blank game week, and it will leave you in a nice position for 31. I think it's going to leave me in a nice position for a run-in to target a double game week for a bench boost, which I'm hoping uh, once I've finished doing that, I can then start pushing money out of my bench and into my midfield. Sounds like uh, a nice little plan. And a player like Amadi, who's sitting on my bench right now, who just scored three points. Amadi's been playing regularly for uh, Leicester, and I mean... Wasn't he like 3.9 million Minutes. He has played 90 minutes in their last six matches. And his current price is three point nine million. Crazy. That's it's, it's crazy. That's it's bargain great value. Bargain basement deals. He's literally scored a total of thirty eight points all season, uh, which is nothing. But fourteen of those points have come from the last two games he's played. Yeah, there you go. All right, mine is a um, far less concrete or fluid 
I don't know if you can use both those words in this example, then what you're doing. Concrete's fluid. Uh, at one point it is, right? Um, the problem I have is I was, like I said earlier in the show, I was all set to dump someone like Dennis and bring in Lacazette. Problem I have now is Reese James is out, Cancelo is out, Bowen is out. I do still have my wild card. So potentially is now the time to play the wild card. And I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've got tomorrow's games and then obviously the press is coming uh, yeah. tomorrow night. So um, when are you, you going to make the decision? When are you going to pull the trigger? Uh, you know, pretty close to kickoff, like maybe a few hours before. I'll take it right to the limit. Yeah, because the, the next game week kicks off Saturday night, 10.30. So you've got till, what, 9 o'clock Saturday night? I'll probably do it sort of, yeah, late afternoon Saturday for us, perhaps. You're going to message the group chat at 9 o'clock saying, I forgot to wildcard. I forgot to do my changes, Only lads. fielding seven players, and then those seven players will score 100 points. Yeah, and I go, I was just kidding. I did that deliberately. I wanted to roll. Um, yeah, so with that in mind, you know, I've got the squad value is pretty decent, uh, like most people's probably is now, to be honest. But I will, frankly, look to emulate kind of what you've done. I feel like I'm just a week behind a bunch of other people who wildcarded last week. I'm in a very similar situation. I thought actually it would be a benefit. For instance, anyone who did wildcard last week and did bring in, say, Reese James, yeah, sure, they got their 18 points, but now he's out injured. And they might have to you know, use a transfer to get rid of him. I'm playing the wildcard now. Um, we'll see where the injuries lie, and uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I will. To be frank, look to kind of emulate a bit what you've done. Try to maximise on the blank game week thirty. Do you have a free hit? No. Do you know what? That's a good question. What have I got? Uh, no, I, I use both. Uh, first one in game week nineteen, second one in game week twenty-seven. Because uh, I told you to save that one. Two two pods ago, I said to you, save the game week twenty-seven one. Don't use your free hit, then use it in game week thirty. My my free hit in twenty-seven worked pretty well though. Um, I've got bench boost left and wild card. Yeah, so we're in the same position except I just use my wild card. So. You use your wildcard this position, and we'll be, it'll be a tight race to the end. Yeah, because this wildcard's really got to set the tone for the rest of the season, mm. outside of anything crazy happening. So as much as I, I can't shed too much light on what those changes are going to be, I'm pretty confident in the path forward. Yours sounds awesome, by the way, that you are a genuine threat. Um, so it'd be a nice <laughs> running. lulling me into a false sense of security. <laughs> Not deliberately, mate. Remember last you season, we went bitch. into... Uh, listeners, if you don't remember or you weren't listening last season, Scott and I went into the final game week of the season with me one point ahead of him. And I played it safe, which was ridiculous. He rolled the dice on Mane and smashed me out of the park on the last day of the season. And uh, I still cry about it a bit. <laughs> So do I. But happy tears. <laughs> oh, God. From different parts of my oh, body. Oh, stop, stop. Um, let's take a little bit of a break. What, did we? Did you tell us? No, you're wildcarding. You don't know who you're captaining yet. You don't even know who you'll have. Yeah, wild. Um, yeah, exactly. It's almost worth not saying. I think Salah is the safe option. Oh, you're definitely wildcarding Salah back into your team. Yeah, you crazy boy. Like, oh, I just want to get all the cheap guys. All right. Um, all right, we'll be back and we will deal with the mailbag. Happily, it's not. It's not dealing with it. We we look forward Do you to know what? tackling I, I the mailbag. Feel, I feel like that that is uh, a subconscious thing coming out of me, where I'm like, oh, here comes the labour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back.
Mailbag time. It's mailbag time. Is it mailbag time? It is. Would you like to lead? Our first question comes from a friend of ours down south, um, FPL Amateurs of Oz, Quentin. Um, another another Australian-based uh, podcast. Yeah, check that podcast out. Uh, would you take a negative eight to go Mason Mount to Diaz for one week? That's Diaz for Liverpool, yeah. obviously not Ruben Diaz. Um, you know, he's, he's got a couple of questions. So that's the first one. Would you take a negative eight to go Mount to Diaz for one week? Wh- when is he talking about? Is he talking about this this coming game week where obviously Chelsea have one game against Newcastle, which is a decent fixture, and Liverpool have two fixtures against Brighton and Arsenal? I think we need to attack it like that's the question he's asking. I, I think that that is the question. Um, so what you're asking is, is Diaz in two games going to outscore Mount by a certain amount of points plus eight? He could do. I feel that like Diaz looks amazing and he's obviously still settling. But we're, everyone who's kind of watching him, I, I think, knows that even if they haven't picked him, that there's just going to be this moment where he just kicks in. And that could be this game week. Um, I probably would favour him over Mount. I don't know if I'd necessarily go for either of them, but obviously sticking to the theme of the question, uh, a minus eight though. It's a, it's a it's a huge risk considering uh, Jota's back from injury. It's a big deficit. Um, Jota Jota plays sort of on that left side as well, with with Mane kind of um, rotating in and out of there as well. So you've got you've got some rotation risk with Diaz and a negative eight is a huge points yeah. difference when a player like Mason Mount against a team like Newcastle is absolutely capable oh. of scoring double digits. So for me, yeah. I would say no. Yeah. Uh, looking at all the, uh, all the parts, I agree on balance. No, if it was your free transfer you were using, maybe. So just to, to put it in context, uh, Mason Mount scored 24 points against Norwich in game week eight this season, 12 points against Watford, 13 points against West Ham. Uh, so he's definitely capable of doing it. He's scored 107 points so far, which across that se- across the season's a good amount of points. Diaz obviously scored far less than that because he's only just come to Liverpool. But yeah. I just think that Mason Mount's proven that he can do it against some of those kind of clubs. So uh, I, I don't think that it's, it's, it's no, worth a punt. O- on balance, uh, I would not take a minus eight to switch Mount for Diaz this week. So the next question he has, so this is, again, this is Quentin, and this is uh, uh, for game week 29. Uh, is Son a good captaincy choice, remembering Spurs are obviously playing Brighton and Spurs are playing United? Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Easy mode. Um, I would say either of those two um, big Tottenham players, Kane or Son, are worth a, a captaincy in this game week. If you don't have Salah or if you're looking to make up some points in a mini league and you know a lot of people are going to go with Salah and you've got him anyway, um, Son's a good way to yep. you know double up on points there. Last question from Quentin is, how many players should we have minimum for game week 30? So... Um, that's a tough question because I think a lot of it comes down to uh, are you uh, are you winning your mini league? Are you behind in your mini league? Are you, do you have any head-to-head games to consider? Um, in my mind, it's always good to try and field 11, but in a game week where there's only four fixtures, I know that could be quite tough. I think seven or eight. Yeah, I agree. Not less than seven. Yeah, me too. I agree. It's, it's probably worth trying to get at least uh, at least eight or nine if you're only taking a negative four. Um, if you've if you can only field seven or less, it's definitely and you've got a free hit, 
it's worth playing the free hit. If you're only fielding eight, it's worth playing the free hit. Yeah, I think it'd be a massive tragedy for anyone to field less than, like absolute worst case scenario, less than seven players in that game week is just a disaster. You're going to end up with like 15 points for the game week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, Quentin, for your questions. And we're going to move on to our favourite. Oh, yeah, our uh, pal. Our pal, FPL teacher. Hello. Uh, all the way, I think he's from Malaysia. He is, yeah. And he's, uh, he's, a, he's a teacher. Hence the name FPL yeah, Teacher. Plays FPL. So he, he asked this question, and of course he gave us a bonus question because it wouldn't course, be Teacher without course. a bonus question. Um, Wolves can be said to be on the beach. Do you foresee any teams following suit? Now, I had to reach out to him and say, can you clarify on the beach? Because Now I've, I've heard that phrase. I'm like, yeah, I know what he meant. Yeah. On the beach it's means because you, it's they you, lack the motivation to do well because they've secured Prem status and can't compete for Europe. It's because you've, you've grown up in Australia, mate. Life's a beach. Right. These uh, guys in Mishable, UK, they all just, you know, season's over. So figuratively, they're already on the beach on holiday. Well, there you go. I hadn't heard this term before, so I, I felt a little bit silly having to ask the question. Um, Brighton? Uh, he said, do you see any for team, uh, any teams following suit besides Brighton? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, well, do you know what? Uh, Probably the easiest thing to do here is to bring up the Premier League table. Um, do you want to just... Say Look, it also probably kind of um, matters a little bit about what, about what the fans, what the board and what the manager wants to see from their team. Sure. But if we're talking about people who most mm, most likely can't get into, say, Europe and, and probably won't get relegated, you're likely talking... You're talking basically anyone pa- from Crystal Palace yeah, down. Pal- Palace, Villa, Leicester, Brighton... Um, that's basically basically where it ends because yeah. even Newcastle, even in fourteenth place, they're, safe. they're still at risk of relegation. So with Villa, this is actually probably a really nice position for Stevie G to be in because it just gives him, without too much pressure, more time to kind of shape what what he's doing with those players. So I think Villa in. A- <laughs> Do you think he said Brighton because they're literally on the beach? Very good. <laughs> well done. Very good. Well yeah. done, TG. Brighton, have you ever been to Brighton? Absolutely. I haven't, I haven't been to England. I hate English people. Oh, good to know. Um, yeah, it's good. Brighton's a good place. Um, okay, so... I think, I think Jules Breach is from Brighton. So in that sense, is. In that sense a I'm fan. a big fan of Brighton. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Villa, I don't think, I don't think Stevie G is going to play that safe. Yeah, he might experiment a bit with which players he's playing. I think I think the he's same. He's going for the win every game. I think the same applies for a player like Patrick, uh, a manager like Patrick Vieira, who was a player. Palace. Um, at at Palace, you know, I think Leicester City. Leicester were the only ones that I might feel a bit like. Brendan Rodgers might have said to the lads, "Look, let's do it, try again next, next season. season." Yeah, next but season. at the same time, you don't want to limp out of this season with you know too many losses on the board. I so. don't know if they've got much choice. Uh, Brighton, hard to say. Not, you know, four losses in a row. It's not great, is it? The the only the ones that I would say would be the most pedestrian potentially would be Leicester, in my mind. Um, Leicester are on their summer holidays. Yeah. So his his bonus question, yep. uh, didn't mind it at all. Was actually, do you see any fixtures coming up um, that uh, look difficult but are juicy because of this scenario? Right, that um, is a good question. So the, the the one around, you know, Liverpool playing away, um, Brighton away, yeah, that's a juicy fixture for a Brighton. Anyone that has Salah, it's a good captaincy option because Brighton are on the back of four losses with nothing really to lose by not 
putting their all in. Game week 30, Leicester at home to Brentford. Brentford really need to make sure they don't go down. Yeah, what you're saying is triple captain Ivan Tony. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I've already played my triple captain, but that is exactly what I'm saying. Um, yeah, uh, you know, focusing on that, Man United against Leicester, but oh, screw Man United. Um, don't really care too much about that. That was game week 31. Just quickly scanning through the, the uh, Leicester fixtures. Leicester against Palace, that's a real neutral game that's nothing nothing happening there uh, I would say sort of you got to look at the, the kind of teams that are uh, sitting in that in that position but also the teams that are sitting in the places where you're still really competing mm. well um, New, Newcastle at home to Leicester in game week 33 could be uh, depending on who's doing what around that time you might you know let's say Alan St. Maximans are in good form well, but, but even a game like Everton United in, in game week 32 uh it's the opposite. Neither of those teams, Everton don't, <laughs> Everton are at risk of relegation. Mm. Man United are still competing for European places. Yeah, true. So the, that's going to be ends, that's yeah. going to be one of those really intense games to watch. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, no, you're. It's right. a hard. It's a hard question to answer. In that in that game week too, obviously Man City's playing Liverpool. So game week thirty two is going to be a huge game week. I mean, that kind of example you gave is probably about as good as it gets. All the other ones are kind of pretty neutral. Also, we're both really tired. I I got my third. My booster jab today. Um, you're already quite sleepy. Um, it's just my natural disposition. Should we call it a night and say we've answered that question as best we can, FPLT jab? But thank you for sending it in, and you too, Quentin. Yeah, thanks, um, guys. Always enjoy answering questions from our um, our listeners. We get tested and stretched by them, and I think that's good because you'd get really tired of just answering very dull questions, wouldn't you? We do rarely get sort of just straight up who should I captain but I guess uh, you're probably going to hear that if you listen anyway um, okay so don't forget we are on Twitter at Bench Boost Boys you can send in your own questions for the mailbag uh, the code to join our mini league if you haven't joined already is Q8ZM2S that's also in our biography on Twitter if you don't want to remember that or <laughs> biography about us yeah q 8 2 M. <laughs> What I, I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Well, you, you told me earlier off air that you still remembered last year's It was code. such an attractive and easy code to on, remember. What was it? What was it? P2IFBX. There you go. Don't join that. It's Q8ZM2S. Uh, hope you uh, finish off game week 28 pretty well. I hope you- you're not you're not targeting this. I mean, you're targeting this at the listeners because yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you don't, don't want me way. to do no, that. No, I don't feel that way. I'm, I'm praying for a Coutinho hat-trick tomorrow. <sighs> and that'll sink leads right down wouldn't it well sink me um oh they're playing leads yeah it's a a double whammy that's just cruel um yep i hope you guys have a good game week 29 uh we'll catch up with you before 30 i'm sure and uh see you next time see you guys